This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Susanna Hodges. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. With me is Buster Barber with Barber's Driving School. Welcome, Buster. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about Barber Driving School. I know for me, when I think of a driving school, I just think of driver's ed with teenagers, but I know you do a lot more. Yes, ma'am. So we are a family business. My grandfather and my grandmother started the business back in 1964 in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, We are a full driving school. We offer driver's education for teenagers, adults, international students. We offer DUI classes, defensive driving, We offer older driver evaluations or evaluations on people that may have medical conditions uh, that need to uh, be diagnosed to see if they can still drive or need adaptive equipment on their car. We do road tests for the state of Georgia as well. So usually, how does someone end up at your door? What has happened in their life where they have ended up trying to take a class from you? So pretty much anybody from the age of 14 to 124 could end up at our door. It could be they're trying to get their license for their very first time. It could be that they're trying to save money on their car insurance and want to take our defensive driving class. It could be because they got caught drinking and driving and need the DUI program. It could be because on their own, they want to make sure they still have the ability to drive and they want to do their due diligence and be tested on their own to see if they're still capable of driving. It could be because a doctor has said they need to get an evaluation. Uh, It could be because family members uh, feel like maybe there's some extra scratch and dents on the car that shouldn't be there and Mm -hmm. nobody knows what happened to that car. So we go from the beginning driver all the way to the end of a driver. So now you're located in Columbus, but we also, you know, we're in Alabama, Auburn and Opelika, but the, the two cities, this area and Columbus are so close together. I mean, it's really literally 20, 30 minutes down the road to get to Columbus. Uh, so it's really no problem for people in Alabama to take a course from you? That's correct. So if they do want driving lessons, they need to come over to Columbus to take the driving lessons. But if they do need a classroom, uh, then they can attend any of our programs on Zoom. And with coronavirus happening, uh, that is what has allowed classes to be taken on Zoom and accepted by the states. Okay. So are there any um, any misconceptions that people may have about going to drive in school or any myths around there that you'd like to clear up? Well, I mean, you know, before they were driving schools, parents were teaching kids how to drive or they were doing it in high school. We do give one-on-one training. It is private lessons with an instructor. It's not sessions with multiple kids in the car. Uh, Some people do it because they want an insurance discount. But the main thing is, is you don't teach people to drive every day unless you're a driving instructor. So you may think you're doing the best you can to teach your kid to drive and you omit some of the things that you should be teaching them. So we take someone that's never driven before and teach them how to drive the right way. Not saying that people are being taught the wrong way, but there's bad habits that are passed along from parent to kid, kid to grandkid and Mm -hmm. uh you know just because you observe your parents doing the rolling stop or you know you don't make that complete stop when you're taking a ride at a red light or you're not always checking your blind spots because you know how to move up a little bit and look in the mirror and move back so we teach the correct habits in driving 
And then it's really, you know, up to the parents to continue to practice with them and teach them how to drive or not teach them, should I say, to get the experience. Yes. Um, so we lay the foundation and we start with two hour lessons and go all the way up to 40 hours worth of lessons. Some parents are busier. They have, you know, multiple kids. They don't have the time to teach their kid to drive or they only have one car and they're scared they may wreck it. And that's their you know mode to get to and from work. There's a lot of reasons that parents these days just don't have the time to teach their kids to drive. And they just, you know, rather a professional go ahead and give them the good jump start get them to a safe level and then continue on there as a parent to give them the experience. Okay. So it's very, very involved and definitely sounds like um, in-depth study. Yes. ma'am. And the other, the other myth that we bust is when you go to DUI school, we're not teaching you how to drink and drive a car. A lot of people. (laughs) So in DUI school, do I come there and drive? We're like, no, we don't want you to drive our car. We're just going to get you in the classroom. Right. (laughs) So you mentioned this was a family business for yes. you. Uh, so tell me a little bit um, how that evolved uh, into uh, you becoming uh, uh, the driver of your business here. Were there any challenges that you had to overcome or maybe that you're overcoming now that has made your business stronger or you personally stronger? So it started back in the 60s with my grandparents. Uh, they ran it out of the pantry of their house. My granddad was law enforcement and um he started teaching people to drive that were coming back from overseas uh, with foreign wives from military war. Uh, so the need for, you know, the military uh, women that are coming back to, or the spouses of the military, they're bringing back from the Korean war uh, to learn how to drive. And then women started entering the workforce with the need to drive. And so there might've been, you know, more adults getting driving lessons than teenagers because most of driving schools were inside the high school that, you know, the PE coaches and everybody were doing it. So that started the, the need for driving lessons with women women entering the workforce and spouses of military coming back from foreign lands that never had a chance to drive in their country. And then the driver improvement act of I believe 1972 or 74 passed, which started requiring people to take classes for speeding tickets or DUIs. Uh, so, you know, that just branched out and branched out to where you're not just uh, teaching someone to drive. You have classes for punitive purposes. And then fast forward, uh, 2002, my grandmother passed away and I'd helped her a little bit over the summer here and there. And I quit my job and went to start uh, running the company for my grandfather. He was always the instructor. He had college credits from the University of Georgia teaching uh, driver's ed. He wrote curriculum that was used by the state of Georgia for defensive driving, but had no clue about the paperwork. So oh, I, no. yeah. I came over and started doing the paperwork. We had, you know, my grandfather and a couple other employees. We had a little thousand square foot facility. And today we have about 20 to 25 employees. We got two facilities, about 5,000 square feet. Uh, we do thousands and thousands of customers a year. Uh, because coronavirus allowed Zoom classes. So that took us pretty much from a regional driving school to a worldwide driving school. We've had people from Rwanda, South Korea, Australia, Canada, and somewhere in Central America take our classes so far. That's amazing. That's some huge growth there. Yes, ma'am. 
So what's one thing you wish people knew about uh, your driving school or maybe driving uh, schools in general that you wish uh, that they did know? Well, <laughs> a few things. Okay. So, so a lot of people are like, oh, man, it's $500 to teach my kid how to drive. That's too much money. Well, that's something they're going to do the rest of their life every single day. And you look at someone buys a $1,000 cell phone, a $300 pair of sneakers, an $800 purse, and that's something that's disposable that's not going to last. But, you know, driving is a lifetime skill. So $500 is not a lot of money to teach someone a skill that's going to make them independent and they're going to keep the rest of their life. So that's the first myth. Second myth is when we have DUI class, everybody's like, oh, look at all that money you're raking in. Well, yeah. you got instructor fees and rent. Mm -hmm. So everybody wants to get in the driving school business when they're a student thinking that there's, you know, a lot of money involved, but there's a lot of expenses that go out with it. It's just uh, like any business. There's always expenses. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. The other myths are um, it's never too late to learn to drive. You know, that we have people that maybe they, they're old school and their husband or their wife always drove them around and then they're deceased now. And here you are 65 or 70 years old and who's going to take you around. You're mm -hmm. still able to drive, but you just never learn. So it's never too late to learn to drive. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's you can do for yourself because no one can take that away from you. Absolutely. So if someone needed your services, how would they find you? So they just type in Barber's Driving School, Columbus, Georgia on Google. That's pretty much what everybody does anytime they search for anything. Mm -hmm. uh, they can go to barbersdrivingschool.com or call 706-561-2509. Well, Buster, thank you so much for joining me today. I've enjoyed talking with you. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate the invite. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Auburn. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, Go to GNPAuburn.com. That's GNPAuburn.com. Or call 334-429-7404.